Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hi. We've got the show's namesake, Mr. BJ Shea. Hello. And running the boards is me, because Joey D's is quote unquote on assignment. Boy, that guy. Yeah, gaming in Vegas, which is not like normal gaming. No, not at all. (laughs) On today's show, I will talk with Mr. Garrett Von Kallenbach. We will talk television. Maybe we'll get to some exciting Star Wars news. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have all our podcast info and more. More! (laughs) You know, BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes if you want to find us. Exactly. And give us some uh, ratings if you want to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. those five stars. I love five stars. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm, It is. You know what is also a great idea? Playing pinball and other arcade Mm. games, which if you're in the Pacific Northwest area, you can do so this weekend, actually starting today at the Greater Tacoma Convention Center running through June 2nd, which is Sunday. Over 400 games on free play, including arcade and pinball games at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show 2019. Nice. Yeah, this is really fun. It's like if you are a pinball aficionado, uh, I don't know necessarily if I am, but I do love playing a good pinball. There's a couple of fun pinball bars down in the Tacoma area where I live. This is happening, and you get to play a bunch on free play. You get to check out some of those cool old school machines. I mean, like the old school original ones, all the way up to some of the newest one. I heard Eddie Munster, the original Eddie Munster might be there. Oh, wow, okay. So this is going to be a fun thing for everyone. If you love the pinball and the old arcade games, check this out. You can get more information at nwpinballshow.com, like I said, at the Greater Tacoma Convention Center this weekend. Moving on from that, let's just get right in with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. Von Kallenbach! You know him from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net. Let's see what Gareth has for us. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us, and let's talk some video game news, starting with Call of Duty. What's going on, Gareth? Well, this is really interesting. As you know, we're getting really close to E3. And first, the news came out that Activision would not be having a booth on the floor of E3. Now, this is shocking because they have always had a very large booth at the show. Now, uh, I do remember one year, a few years back, they did something similar. But they had kind of like closed-door meetings up in the meeting rooms for the press to show us off the games. And they basically told us that that's not really happening this time out. There's only going to be a couple of uh, select meetings and that sort of thing. We have heard that certain uh, influencers, streamers, and sites have been invited to have a look at the game uh, already, but several others have not, including some of the bigger ones. So it's definitely got people thinking, okay, what's going on? Because supposedly there was a lot of hype for this. Now, they are due to um, make the announcement very soon, and we've been told that this year's game will be Modern Warfare, not Modern Warfare 4, Modern Warfare. They're essentially rebooting the Modern Warfare franchise. Now, 
that alone is okay, fine, let's see what they have. You know, we've been told internally that uh, they're extremely excited about this game, more so than any of the recent Call of Duty games. But then you get this other little bit of news that makes you think, okay, now we have to put it in context. Remember a few years back, a few years, a few months back, uh, there was the mass layoffs at Activision. Yes. And we had heard, now the next up, there were three teams that make Call of Duty games, hence why you get one each year. And they recently moved to a three-year cycle uh, versus a two-year cycle. Uh, Sledgehammer and Raven are due up next to make the next game due out in 2020. We've been told that they've been fighting with each other, and Activision basically stepped in and said, okay, Treyarch, we know that you're the 2021 game. Guess what? You're now the 2020 game. Take what they've been working on, and oh, by the way, it's Black Ops 5. Here you go. (laughs) Wow. So it's like, okay, it does seem like there's a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah. And, you know, there you go. It just, it really caught a lot of people by surprise going, this is your flagship. You're, you know, trying to push this thing, trying to get revenue and excitement and everything going. And you basically say, you know what, we're not going to be at the big showcase for the public. We're 15,000 or so of the public. And, oh, yeah, we're not also, we're also uh, not going to let a lot of the media have a look at it at this time. Interesting. And now also you mentioned E3. Are there other changes going on besides just what's happening with EA? Yeah, and this is kind of into the bigger picture. We talked about how Sony was not going to be there this year. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about how EA is doing their own thing. And it seems to be that's kind of what's happening right now. We've been told that EA is probably going, excuse me, Sony is probably going to be doing some of their live streaming uh, state of play. We've been getting a lot of leaked details about the next console, that sort of thing. Um, I think it's kind of like a grand experiment in that some developers are saying and publishers Let's see if we can control the news rather than being on the floor, paying the money to be there. Let's see how bad it is if we decide not to do that and just go our own route by doing our own virtual press conference or doing our own trailer reveal, maybe revealing them at a time it's not so busy. Because it used to be this is where you have to be seen because this is where the eyes of the gaming world and the gaming media are. At the same time, EA always has, excuse me, E3 always has these people that are all doom and gloom if there's an off year or perceived a uh, couple of uh, companies not showing up they oh this is it e3's dying e3's dying and then they always rebound and come back and i think it's a case of the industry being in flux for example we're actually getting uh some kind of um presentations and showcases it's not just go out to the showroom floor and then watch the live streams before the show we've been told that the simpsons producers are there essentially doing a panel or a presentation some people are saying this is a uh, sign of a new simpsons game being announced mm. there we we've talked in the past about netflix is going to hold a conference saying you know we're in the gaming business now we're open for business there are some that say this could be a sign of E3 evolving now that they this will be the third year that the you know public has been allowed in a, any kind of sizable role. Some people say, are they trying to do kind of like San Diego Comic-Con did that started as comics, evolved to film and TV, has a gaming presence there, has a pop culture presence? Is this E3 trying to morph a bit from we're still a gaming convention, but we're going to add a pop culture element to it as well? And perhaps, you know, okay, uh, 
studio, you don't want to come and showcase your games here. Maybe a film or TV studio would like to come and take up that spot and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of speculation. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I can tell you right now, meeting-wise, it's very odd. We're getting a lot of independents and smaller companies pushing for meetings, but a lot of the big boys seem to be holding back, and a lot of it seems to be the ones that are actually attending. I'll just come on by, just drop in, come on by. And so, you know, that can all change between now and the show, but it it does seem a little different than usual. That it'll be interesting to see what comes forth with this. I mean, here's hoping that it's going to happen. And another thing that uh, you brought up to me that I found that it was interesting, speaking of uh, announcements, or at least maybe the announcements that there will be announcements, is Blizzard. They're talking about games, but have they given any details yet? Or is it just, these? we're going to be doing games, uh, new games, and we'll tell you eventually. Yeah, well, this is an interesting uh, situation. We talked about, and remember, this is still part of Activision, Activision slash Blizzard, and so they were also hit by the layoffs. Um, We talked last year about a lot of people extremely disappointed at BlizzCon about the lack of announcements beyond a mobile game, which was essentially a reskinning of a game that's already been out in China. So BlizzCon was announced, and of course... um, I think there was some skepticism. They did eventually sell out, which was expected, but I think there was some skepticism amongst uh, some of the fan base. And they have recently come out and said, we have more games in development than ever before, and we cannot wait to tell you about them. So this, I think, is obviously a reaction. I've had people tell me, like, uh, because of the negative reaction that happened at last year's BlizzCon, certain things were pushed into production. Now, whether they were in early stages of production, whether they'd been, yeah, that sounds good, but not now. Okay, now it's on the hot burner. Let's get moving. Um, They're in kind of a situation where they have to deliver because if they go into um, BlizzCon this year and don't deliver, there's going to be absolute outrage, especially after comments like this had come out. So people are now going saying, okay, time to show us something because you know you can't just say now we're going to remaster this and we're going to remaster this and i think people are coming out saying you know we don't need just new maps for overwatch we don't need this we want like a diablo 4 we want perhaps a new starcraft perhaps a new um uh, like real-time strategy version of Warcraft and possibly new titles. And I think that's kind of where they're at because people are just saying another war- World of Warcraft expansion, um, more mobile games isn't going to cut it, more Overwatch maps isn't going to cut it. We want full new games, and that's basically what they're expecting. Now, of course, you know anybody who knows the gaming industry knows you're looking at usually two to four years of development time for these games. So are we basically going to get some concept artwork and announcements for games that are still a good two years or so away? Um, you know, Blizzard's not one to rush titles. That's a known fact. That is true. Or or are these things that were fairly into development but just were not ready to announce last year and the fact that uh, they took some heat and maybe we better make some announcements here and fast. So <laughs> lots of interesting stuff for sure. I'm really excited to see this, uh, what's going to be happening with this. I know we're going to get a lot more news as uh, things get closer to E3. And obviously when E3 happens and you're going to be staying right on the top of that, people can find out more information about that. Video games, of course, but even movies and television news and so much more at Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Thank you so much, Gareth. 
Anytime. Talk to you soon. Take care. And BJ, yes, you've been watching uh, some television shows, which uh, include why? Why would you say that? I never watch TV. Of course you do. You watch so much television. I'm, Besides uh, that and board gaming, what else do you do? Well, I will tell you, there's a bit of a lull in the television world because I have uh, I've had time to binge watch Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> wait, wait, you already did that. Oh, I mean, binge watch it again. Oh, you, know, you, see, you, don't, you don't get to binge watch Star Trek Discovery because they release an episode every week. So when it first comes out, you don't get to binge it. So I am I am now binge watching because all the episodes are available because they wrapped up season two a couple of weeks or months ago, whatever. I forget exactly when they wrapped it up, but they mm-hmm. did. Uh, and uh, so I, I powered through, like just when I say powered through, I didn't mean it a bad way. I mean, I just zipped through season one. <laughs> And there was 15 episodes, and I'm currently on uh, episode eight of season two, loving this show even more. So oh, do you think it oh, was so good? better when you could watch it binge style? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I'm just used to it. Okay. But also better to watch the second time around, like anything that has a ridiculous amount of stuff going on in it, to be able to go back and watch it again and catch things you've missed, as well as all the Easter eggs. It, it, that telling you basically what the what what was going on when you didn't know what was going on, like you know, just different things the actors did that made you go, "Oh, that actor did that because this is what was really going on," but we didn't know that was what was going on. That's right, because you didn't realize a lot of that stuff. So when you can see it with uh, the the fresh eyes of knowing what's going to happen, it kind of helps out a bit. Well, it was so funny. One of the lines, uh, one of the big storylines in season one of Star Trek Discovery was, which which I love, was one of the Klingons was basically uh, operated on and made to look like a human, which is yeah. way, from way back the trouble with tribbles. We we know that Klingons can do this, so I love that they brought that back in Discovery, and it was a major character, a love interest for Michael Burnham, the lead character, and that was Ash Tyler, who turned out to be Vok, son of none! Okay. But I loved <laughs> that when we first see that character, and he's helping Lorca escape off the Klingon ship, Lorca looks at him and goes, you know, you fight like a Klingon. Which, of course, because he was! <laughs> Which I just, I love lines Those like little that. little tidbits. Yeah, little tidbits like that. Uh, just the, the, the idea that Lorca was from the Mirror Universe which uh, we know from uh, Spock's beard way back in the you know Mirror Mirror episode. <laughs> and there were lines thrown out about, the, you know, people just going, you know what, you're not the man I remember. And stuff like that. Just, subtle. It's just, just subtle. You're not going to pick it up the first time. Love stuff like that. I really, really do. Uh, gosh, I love Star Trek Discovery. And there's such beautiful episodes. I'm enjoying... Oh, I'm just enjoying them, watching them over again. And that's because there's not a lot of TV. There is some, though, but not a lot. So what are some of the television shows that you have been watching that are new? <laughs> well, S.H.I.E.L.D. is back, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they're in space. So but it's so funny to see where this show started, which was basically a ground-based show with, like, ground-based heroes. Yeah. Now they're flying around in spaceships, and they're visiting alien planets, and they're using all sorts of tech. And, I mean, it really is nuts when you think about wow. where the show started and what it's doing. Uh, but I find it's become a science fiction show. It's not even... That's not how even, they get you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's more sci-fi than superhero, even though you got Quake running around doing what she's doing. But this season so far, all we've got is... You know, them trying to find Fitz, and just when they thought they found Fitz, he gets kidnapped again. And uh, <laughs> but, Poor Fitz, gosh. Yeah, I know. But if you like the characters, you're going to like the show. Badass Coulson is interesting to watch. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I'll tell you right now, here's the most bizarre thing. I, this, is, this shocks me that the episode three of this season, Fear and Loathing on the Planet of Kitson, um, <laughs> which is basically, I love that title. It's basically Mos Eisley. 
You All know, right. It's, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a gambling, you know, horrible, rotten planet of just, you know. Scum uh, and yeah. villainy. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that gets an 8.3 towards the fo- the folks who, wa- who who are rating it on IMDb. Okay. Which is higher than any Twilight Zone episode has gotten this season, which I can't believe. Really? I really, uh, nothing against S.H.I.E.L.D., but I, I don't know, is it user rating? How does IMDb work? Who the hell's rating this? Uh, and that's part of the problem is uh, IMDb is a lot of uh, the same lines as like a, a Wikipedia slash uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes type thing. When you're giving those ratings, anybody can do that. Uh, you can have a quote unquote pro account, but that really just gives you access to other things and then what you pay for it and all that fun stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, like with user ratings on an IMDb, I would take it with a grain of salt because I don't think they're even doing any of the sort of uh, uh, clerical back end stuff that Rotten Tomatoes is doing now at this point. And I yeah. mean, at least uh, IMDb does a thing where they rate by demographics. So I think if you're going to be rating, you have to put in your age and everything. So it kind of has an idea. Yeah, you'll have says, an account, but you don't have to pay for it sort of right. thing. And it's like, it says I, all ages, 18, 18, 29, 30, see, 45, male, is, female. See, I don't know how you can trust this because... Twilight Zone has had some great episodes this season. Jordan Peele, of course, is behind it. We've had some great guest stars that have been on this, uh, that have been in Twilight Zone. And, uh, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, Kamal Najani. I can never say his name. Uh, uh, Kamal Nanjiani. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Silicon Valley. Yes. Uh, uh, he was in the first episode, and he was he was really good. We have had, uh, and I can't, uh, the, the, the guy from uh, Parks and Rec. Who the heck? Not Rob Pratt, Lowe? Uh, not Rob Lowe. I should say Community. Uh, oh, uh, Chris Pratt. He's a skinny no. guy. Uh, uh, well, you know, I'll just pull it up. Uh, you'll, you'll know his name when you see it. But he was on Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Joel McHale? No. Not Joel McHale. Uh, maybe maybe he was in Parks Maybe he was in Parks and Rec. I'm forgetting about it. It was Adam Scott. Duh. Oh, oh yeah, Adam Parks Scott Rec. was. Absolutely. Every, every, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Adam Scott. I'm an idiot that I couldn't remember his name. But that's <laughs> um, so they've had some Seth Rogen is actually, I haven't seen it. It was just uh, last, night's epi- uh, last night's episode. I haven't seen the last oh, episode okay. of this season of Twilight Zone, but it was the season finale. Uh, but Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's y- 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 they've had great people, and I think the performances have been good. The writing's been clever, and yet not one episode's gotten higher than 7.0. And yet this third ep- season episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was a fun episode, but no way do I put that better than a lot of the Twilight Zone episodes. So I don't my, know what these people are smoking. Yeah, my question to that point would be, since the Twilight Zone is only available via the CBS app, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on ABC, a little bit more of a mass market. You're going to get more people, more eyeballs on it, which means maybe you'll get more people getting reviews and giving them those higher reviews. Yeah, it's an like, interesting I just thing. don't know the at people that point. Who, yeah. The people who would pay for it, you think, you know, it's kind of like if you pay for something, you're more inclined to want to like it because you're paying for it. Like, I, I kind of like this because I'm that, paying yeah. for it. Uh, but so far, yeah, I think pretty mixed reviews by Elise IMDb, and I don't understand why. I really enjoyed it. Like the last episode that uh, was with Chris O'Dowd, and it was called The Blue Scorpion, and it was a really cool episode where, I mean, it's horrible, but he walks in, the first thing he sees is his father has killed himself. Ooh, and heavy. And you see a bullet casing on the ground, and it's got the, his father's name on it. And then immediately he opens the safe and finds this gun and it's got a blue scorpion. The gun's actually called a blue scorpion because he calls gun dealers in the episode and they go, 
you, it's got a blue scorpion on the handle. Oh, this is a very expensive, amazing gun, and there's a whole there's a whole mythology behind it that the, you can't find this gun because the gun finds you. Yeah. And next thing you see, he pulls out a bullet, and the next bullet in the chamber has got his name on it. No, you want somebody else's name on it. Yeah, and so then it takes you down this this whole idea of like what's going to happen with this bullet with his name on it. He can't seem to get rid of this gun. He can't seem to get rid of the bullet. And Chris O'Dowd does a really good job because mostly we know him as a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, though he's he's done some really good stuff outside of that, but uh, this this is one of it. I really liked it. I also liked the episode before of A Point of Origin where it had this sort of almost 1950s housewife feel where it's about basically people in, a, in, in the world hunting down people who uh, don't belong here and they want to send them back to their own dimension. Oh. Where they're basically, their dimension's falling apart and crappy, but, uh, you know, they came to our dimension because our dimension's really good shape. Like, the world's in great shape. It's not in nuclear holocaust mode like their dimension. Wow, okay, and, yeah. And James Frain, who uh, we've known from a lot of things, he played Theo Gallivan in Gotham. He okay. also plays, yeah. He plays Sarek in the new uh, Discovery series. James Frain is, you, you recognize him, you see him, mm-hmm. he's a great actor. Absolutely. He plays a guy hunting down all of these illegal dimensioners. <laughs> dimensioners. Including, including. <laughs> Including this housewife who looks like, you know, and it's, it, you know, I, Twilight Zone always gave you the ability to look at the world, but they put it in a different place. But I wonder if, you know, if you will, younger people are more sophisticated and therefore see, they see some of these parables coming down the road as they're coming. Whereas opposed in the old days of Twilight Zone, maybe people weren't as savvy. It's one of those things, especially like when you see movies like M. Night Shyamalan movies. You go to an M. Night Shyamalan movie, you're going to be expecting a twist because his first movie and his, a couple of them afterwards had those twists. So when they're not there, you're like, oh, what the hell's going on? But people are expecting these expecting sort of some things twist. from Twilight Zone because, I mean, the... Are, they're not necessarily. They're not remaking the wheel when they're making these. When Jordan Peele's doing it, he's keeping the same vibe as the Twilight Zone. Exactly. So you're going updated. to expect it. Yeah, it's updated, but I like it. You still have those sort of things. I there. like it. There's a lot of great social commentary in these episodes, and um, I don't know why it's not getting better reviews from people. I don't know what it is. I uh, and. I would love to talk to somebody who hates these shows uh, because I just feel like, I mean, there was, I'm looking over here, 4.6 for an episode called Not All Men. And I'm wondering if men are just like, if, if they just don't like the fact that there's an episode that doesn't make them look good. Maybe. I mean, I, I know there's enough. I, I mean, even I have fatigue about it, but it was a great episode. Internet rage will bring all of the, the, the trolls to come out and downvote something just because. Yeah, that's why I don't trust it. I really don't, because mm-hmm. I think you're missing something if you're not watching the new Twilight Zone. Jordan Peele, I think, just knocks it out of the park. Only because I saw this post yesterday. It's like when guys say, not all men. It's like, that's right. Uh, it was like, Gomez Adams wouldn't do this. I don't know what she was referring to, but I just wanted to mention Gomez <laughs> Adams is probably the best character of all time. Gomez Adams is yeah. the best character of all time? When it comes to... Interesting hot When it take. comes to... Like the kind of role model, the kind of person you want to aspire to be in the sense of he was very loving to his wife, was very open to his kids' uh, wants. Oh, you must be talking about the movies, not the old TV show that I remember. Because the old TV show I remember, Gomez was very, I mean, he was a nice guy, but he was very stereotypically misogynistic, if you ask me. Yeah, no, definitely the- uh, Raul Julia, yeah, and all those. All right, well, I can't comment on Raul. Yeah, so. so Sorry, I'm just like, yes, Gomez Adams for the win. Well, moving on to to things that people on the internet may or may not 
not be completely and utterly pissed about. We've got more details about Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. So Vanity Fair published an extensive look at Rise of the Skywalker. And if you want to check it out, it happened, I think, last week or so or maybe two weeks ago. All right. Yeah, uh, the it's uh, it's like all the pictures and stuff are pretty amazing. You get to see some really fun things, um, including the fact that we get to see uh, Carrie Russell have a new character. I don't know if you uh, have seen her. She's going uh, to be playing a oh. masked scoundrel called Corey Bliss, Ooh. almost kind of like a Boba Fett type the, character. Is that the scandal, Carrie Russell? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, the Americans and uh, waitress Fel- and Felicity. Oh wait, am I think I'm thinking of a different actress. I'm thinking of Carrie Washington. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what, okay, when I said okay, scandal. Okay. okay, I was just going to say because well, Carrie like, Russell. I think you're thinking of the Americans. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That, the, yeah. Yeah. Sorry when you when you said scandal, I thought Americans. So yes. Carrie Russell, she was the wife in the Americans. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh. So yeah, that's a totally different person. I'm kind there. of because I like Carrie Washington. Are you sure we can't get her in this? <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks like the film picks up a year after Episode Eight on a couple of new planets, which are Pasana and. Kijimi? I have no idea. Kijimi? I have no Kijimi. idea. Kijimi Johns. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. That's where yeah. they come from. That's where the, the home base is for Kijimi Johns. The... <laughs> Great. The, uh, the an interesting thing is one of the photos was Mark Hamill's first look returning as Luke Skywalker. The thing is, is nobody can tell whether or not he's real or if he's a Force ghost or he's if not he's glowing. A, he's not glowing. But also we saw in the last movie he could project himself, but also he passed away, quote unquote, at the end of it. Well, we, we don't know we, what's going on with we it. We were led to believe that he passed away. This yeah. is very interesting. And maybe he's learned a new trick. Maybe. And that's the one thing. I mean, Teleportation. They showed a lot of, quote unquote, new tricks in the last movie. And I think that's what people were most pissed off about was those sort of things. So we'll have nah, to see how that works. I know. I mean, it, it's... I, I I know the people that nitpick over stuff is like, look, I think that, you know, special effects, ideas, things of that nature, folks can really be creative. Is there's, there's no reason to think that, you know, that Kylo couldn't do what Kylo could do. Mm-hmm. And you look at I mean, Rogue One's battle where right at the end where we get to see Vader just kick an ass. The way oh, we always, yeah, yeah. We right? always wanted him to be that cool. They just didn't have the ability to do it. Uh, or yeah. either at the creativity, but that's how I believe Vader is to be all the time. Yep. Oh Rogue God. One Vader is my favorite Vader. I jumped ahead and I started looking at other actors that are going to be in this movie. Oh, there's yeah. other ones too? Uh, all right. Do you have the list? Or is uh, it, what do you we got? We were just talking about uh, Dominic uh, Monaghan, which we know from Lost, oh, as yes. well as Lord of the Rings. Whoa. He was a hobbit sits. Yeah, is he, did they say what kind of character he's going to be in that? He's, he's actually going to be Charlie. He's still uh. going to be Charlie from <laughs> Lost. He's still Lost. So a Reddit leaker seemed to have offered a little bit of information about his character and apparently a member of the resistance uh so poe dameron confronts dom's character and dom laughs he's a complex character would seem he may have lost a friend or something in the skirmish so it sounds like they'll be delving into some moral gray territory of uh, the natures of war interesting and another note on that is also we'll see the knights of ren fighting mm-hmm. kylo vanity oh. fair has uh, stated that is as such wait 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 the knights of ren fighting kylo yeah i think Oh, because he's gone against them. Because he's gone against he's everybody. Gone against whole, he's doing his order. own thing. The First Order and the Knights, because the Knights of Ren were the ones that sort of... That was kind of his gang for a while. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see how that kind of plays out. I didn't even know there were... The, I didn't know they were still around. For some reason, I thought the First Order just was the First Order. I didn't know they saw the Knights of Ren. Same. So oh, we don't know. Okay. We do know unused footage of Carrie Fisher will be used from the previous films to help J.J. Uh, Abrams with this one. Well, there's got to be some sort of tie with Ray. Ray is not a nobody. Yeah. I mean, if they make me... If, if they end up having her be a nobody, I think that's such a waste because... You know that, that, that if she's got the force, she's got to be related to somebody. Maybe. 
I mean, she's got to be. But what if it was true and Kylo was right and she nah, just her he, parents are just dirt farmers? He's a BS artist. He's got so much interest in her. You know, <laughs> he's got interest in her for a Probably. reason. Probably. And she was able to pick up the the, the 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 Well, she could be a Jedi just to be a Jedi. It, it came towards her though in the forest and the and Force Awakens. He thought it was going to come to him, and she was the one that summoned basically Ben's lightsaber. Right? I should say her father's lightsaber, or grandfather's lightsaber, Freddy's lightsaber, Vader. <laughs> Somebody named Skywalker is his lightsaber. I love it because it's also super confusing because we don't know what's going on and everyone's just going to go rampantly speculating. We did see in She's the trailer. She's a Skywalker, damn it. We saw Lando back in the trailer. Yeah, that's cool. And it looks like there's going to be a character that may or may not be his daughter. We don't know yet. Well, it's Land Old Calrissian, so I'm very excited <laughs> Land about that. Land Old Calrissian. Is it played by Naomi Aki? Yes. How do I know that name? She I was a star of Lady Macbeth, if you saw that one. I did not. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I, I have no idea all with right, that. Well, sure. um, but the full spread is out on Vanity Fair, so you can check all that out. Check I, out the photos. Uh, there is a rumor, but it's been recently denied, but it's still the rumor floating out there. That a certain actor. I love how it's been denied, but we're but still going to. It's still out there. It's still, it's still, it's still being like pushed up. Like, could be true, even though it's been denied. So apparently, former Doctor Who lead and the Crown star Matt Smith has been reportedly cast in an undisclosed role, but the theories are around on who he will play. Some predicted that he's going to play a younger version of Emperor Palpatine, uh, mm. the evil Sith leader of the Galactic Empire, or he could be playing any other character. Would he be, you know, or. Would he be like the younger version, a force ghost, a clone, recording, vision, flashback? He'll probably be a droid. Right. That's usually where they stick people. Or a stormtrooper like but it's uh, been Daniel Craig was. He said the problem with this casting is the recent denial from Smith that he's in the film at all, which seems a bit far, but we'll have to wait and see. Because, you know, nowadays they're doing all kinds of things to be uh, throwing everybody for a loop. For Absolutely. example, I just recently read an article that said that uh, for the last uh, season of Game of Thrones, they brought in a bunch of actors. Like, yeah. the faceless men, you know, a bunch of different characters. Characters, you're like, what's gonna happen? And then they ended up not uh, using yeah. them at all just to throw people off. Jon Snow was not in the dragon pit for the last one, but they brought him on set. And there was mm-hmm. a picture of him doing like uh, Sansa, Sophie Grace, uh, Sophie Turner's uh, makeup just <laughs> because he was bored. Yep. Like, so it's like one of those something. things. So yeah, at this point, rumors. And I mean, they flat out lied during the Avengers Infinity War trailers. So mm-hmm. people are more than happy to do some diversion of information just to make sure that you don't know exactly what's going on. I'll be excited to see this movie in any case. It'll be the last <laughs> one of uh, the whole Skywalker saga. Watching the uh, Star Wars, all of a sudden Matt Smith's doctor comes in. It's like, hey, what dimension did I wander into? Or what time <laughs> period did I wander into? Yeah, and watch everyone freak and we, out. And we heard the, we think we heard the Emperor's laugh, right? Which yes, is, yes, which that was. <laughs> Ian McDiarmid, of course, who is the Emperor, is still alive. Yeah. And they'll bring it all back into a nice little bow. And he's for the finally, end of it. I think he's finally old enough to be the right age to play this character. I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously, it's amazing, you know, how they yeah. aged him up the entire time. But I think finally, I, I, I think he's got to be what seventy-ish now. Yeah, pretty at sure. At least, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So- yeah, I think he, I think he's in his seventies. It'll be fun to see how this all plays out, but not until December. But for now, we've got to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what do you got for us? Uh, movies! Oh yeah, movies! Uh, yeah, buddy. I actually have quite a few movies in uh, the geek and non-geek criteria. Okay. First All one right. being one that everyone was super excited about because it looks freaking awesome. Every time you go to the movies and you see the trailer to this, it's like, holy crap. Which yeah. one? Godzilla, King oh. of the Monsters, <laughs> but... I don't like the way Vicky's talking here because I've been hoping so badly this would be good. 43% of Rotten Tomatoes. 
Well, I mean, it's a Godzilla movie. I don't expect the, the I'm guessing why people aren't digging it. it visually, I'm assuming it's going to be legit. Story-wise, it's probably eh. Well, you don't need a story. And that was the problem I had with the other ones. I thought the other ones were badass, and I know hindsight, and uh, I know Brian Cranston couldn't save the one previous. Uh, com- coming out of the theater, I thought it was badass. It's just not really. There wasn't enough. Yeah, you loved it a lot. Yeah. Uh, my complaint was, and we had, it's funny, I remember we had a gigantic fight on the, uh, on the show about this. We did. I eventually did get you to realize it wasn't as great as you thought it was. Uh, it just didn't have enough Godzilla. This one looks like it's going to have a ton of Godzilla. Yeah, which is going to be super exciting. But I mean, All critics right. are critics are critics. Are you still going to see it? I plan on seeing it. Yes, <laughs> probably <laughs> after yeah. I go finally see John Wick three. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of long on the list there. Uh, I do got another movie. It's kind of more on the horror movie spectrum. Well, horror is part of geeky stuff. I mm-hmm. know. Ma, have you guys seen the trailer? Oh to this? yeah, it's with Octavia Spencer. Oh, Ooh. she plays. Yeah, she plays basically like uh, uh, it's a lonely woman mm-hmm. befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. And when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening that make them question the intent of their host. Yeah. So she wants to get down and be cool with the kids. And in the trailer, she gets all kind of clingy and yeah attached. Yeah, and stage five creepy. clinger right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm Ma. Like I'm here to party with you guys. And uh, Luke Evans is also in this. Juliet Lewis. Uh, oh, Juliet Lewis is awesome. Uh, this movie is currently getting sixty-two percent. Oh, well, so still it's, fresh and, and fresh. And for horror movies, that's actually pretty good. Right. I know you're gonna have to have that weird sliding scale. And Octavia Spencer's movies. a good actor too. So you probably get some yeah. good performances in a horror flick. And mm-hmm. uh, never trust any adult who you don't know that says, "Come party with me" uh, when you, you were a teenager. Just, you can just go, "Never trust any adult." And, yeah. and that sentence right there. What about me, trust me. Mm, I don't know about that. There's an action movie, and the only reason I bring it up, it's only getting 32%. It's called Domino. It's because uh, Jamie Lannister is playing the main character. Oh, oh poor it's like Jamie. Domino. It's like, what is this, like a Deadpool sequel or no. something like that? Um, <laughs> and if you guys aren't feeling any of those, uh, if you are a big fan of Elton John, Rocket Man. Oh, yeah. And the only reason I bring Rocket it up. Man. <laughs> Well, it's got uh, Eggsy from the Kingsman. We have to talk about him. I was in, uh, he was also Johnny, if you ever saw the animated movie Sing, which is on Netflix. Go watch it. It's awesome. Oh, he play, he's the voice in that? Yeah, he's a, gr- he's a gorilla who sings and stuff, and he comes from a, a line of uh, his gorilla family are all robbers, and he's trying to make this money so they don't have to be robbers anymore. He just wants to sing. All right, Eggsy. All, all these other characters are singing for different reasons. Uh, Jamie Bell's also in this. We knew him in the... Horrible Fantastic Four movie as oh, the, the oh, thing. As a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Richard Madden, who was uh, Rob Stark, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is also in this. Oh, oh nice. Is, is she Dark Phoenix's... Uh, no, you're thinking that's Jessica Chastain. Why do I confuse those? Because two? They because look, they look they're, exactly they're the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. this is Jurassic World. Oh, Redhead. That's it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, right. It's Gwen Stacy. Okay, yes, Gwen yeah. Stacy. There you go. Thanks. Is that all the movies there, Vicky? Yep. Well, I mean, there's uh, plenty of things to also go watch. Like I said, John Wick three or mm. any other movies, and uh, let us know all about those. Also, again, like I said at the beginning of it, the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show is happening this weekend down at the Greater Tacoma Convention oh, Center. Our buddy Byron's the uh, yeah. He's yeah. Yeah, that's a great. That's always a great time. Exactly, tons of free to play uh, games and uh, some fun out there, tournaments, seminars, and even more. So check that out at NorthwestNWPinballShow.com. Until yeah, you know. next time, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out twenty four seven. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. 
Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.